0: Welcome to The Crypto Podcast. You can find all our episodes on thecryptopodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. I also have The Awakening Podcast, Meditation Podcast, Speaking Podcast, and Learn Polish Podcast, and all can be found on com. Today, my guest, serial entrepreneur and basically crafting digital art in the virtual world. Please welcome Valentin Lebeuf. Lefebvre. Lefebvre. Say it again. Lefebvre. Yeah, I just love the sound of French. It is so much, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a beautiful language. So I suppose you might introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for having me on your show. I- I'm pleased to be here. So as mentioned, um, we we have created a digital design studio uh, to create digital art. So essentially we're we're creators or a design studio design team, and we craft art that um is then, On a digital format, on a digital file, for people to enjoy collect. And so it's been a journey for the last two years. And recently we focused on the on the creating for the NFT world, where it it, there's a lot of demand and excitement for collecting, transacting, and exchanging those digital art pieces.
0: Excellent. So before we delve into that, because I've looked at a lot of the stuff you've done, and it's actually very interesting because I've I've looked at a lot of the NFTs and it's like not really making sense to me. And I'm kind of going, I don't ex, you know, understand how people get excited, but looking at your stuff is totally different. But I'd like to just go back a few steps. How did you get into crypto? What's your journey in that?
1: So um, I got into crypto thanks to art. So I started this art journey two years ago in January 2020 when we had the um, the, the vision to open an immersive art center in Miami. And so picture a big warehouse where we install projectors on the ceiling. And those projectors, they project images and videos on the floor and on the walls. So as you as a visitor, you come inside, you experience art that's moving around you. So that's what we that's what we call immersive experience. So we wanted to create a center like this in Miami and to show to showcase creations digital exhibition that we create from Paris. So the first was Versailles. And uh, so I went to to Miami and found a location, started raising some money. And we're talking January, 2020. And then in March, everything stopped. So in March, 2020, because of COVID. So it was a big blow because it really, you know, put a hold on the whole project. So I had to go back to France and then wait wait and then recollect the whole project to go back to the US in November, 2020. And then I stayed for six months with the objective of finding a new space and new investors to make this thing start and happen. And as I was looking for a location, you know, it needed to be large, long, well-located. And, and so it needed a lot of money. And so as we found the location, we were not fast enough to sign it. And so I was chasing, I'm running for money, doing all those investor meetings. And I was I was showing the exhibition that we wanted to show, we had a demo of the art that we created. And the investors I show it to, they're saying, well, this is an NFT. And so we were in March, 2021, so one year after. And I was like, "Uh, what is an NFT? (laughs) And they're like, well, you should should study it and you should sell what you're showing me in an NFT. Forget your physical location thing, just focus on, on this. And so like, yeah, you know, you don't get it. Let me move on to the next meeting. And I did that one, two, three, four, five meeting in a row, where all the investors they were saying NFT, NFT, NFT. So I'm like, okay, this is mad. What's going on with this thing? And so I started, you know, learning and studying this NFT craze. And that was March, mid March 2021. And at the when I started studying this, then the famous sale of Beeple at Christie's happened. And then from there, it really blew up and put NFT on the map and everybody was talking about this. So I was like, okay, let we pivoted the whole focus of our initial venture of being a physical location, selling tickets for an experience to creating art that we're going to sell as is on the digital world, thanks to NFTs. But NFTs, they, they're not a standalone thing. They come from the crypto world. So that's how I got introduced into crypto because I was like, okay, I need to learn. I need to understand, I need to get what is blockchain, what is crypto, what is NFT, so that I can step into that game.
0: And you mentioned uh, the thing with Christie's because I've actually seen that, but you might explain that to the listeners because they wouldn't be aware. Is that the same guy that was actually on Joe Rogan, is it? Um,
1: I'm not sure he went to Joe Rogan. Uh, because is, I know
0: it, there was some guy that was on Joe Rogan as well. That's uh, doing a lot, but uh, I've I've seen the the video of the. You might just explain to people about sure. that Christie's auction.
1: Sure. So it it happened um in March 2021, and it was a sale online, so fully virtual, of a single piece, a JPEG, an image that is a mosaic, so like a collection of many images, of one artist called Beeple, so B double E P L E, and it sold um, at auction, and the final price was sixty-nine million dollars. So it, it it's obviously a staggering amount, and it's it's a it's a big big event. So it blew up, and everyone was talking about it because who in the hell bought an image for sixty-nine million, and why would you even pay for an image because you can send it and and share it, and anyone can have it, right? So it really became a. a a shocker to everyone that got introduced to NFT this way, because it was an NFT that was sold. And and so essentially one person bought a certificate of Mm -hmm. ownership in digital format of one image, meaning the blockchain registered that this image is owned by this person who transacts via crypto. And that opened up the map for a lot of people that didn't know about those those elements I just mentioned, including me. And, and, and so it, it opened up a lot of uh, interest, a lot of uh, research, a lot of studying. And we spent from March to all the way to our first sale that happened in um, 13th of October. So all those months, we focused, study, research, learned all we could about crypto, meta, um, blockchain and NFT to be able to, to get into this this game in a solid way
0: okay so because like i've actually seen i think it was a 3.4 ethereum that it was it sold for so you might just tell us the whole process yeah. what it was what exactly the you know sure, was your sure. first project so so as i tell you we
1: come from the art world so the the artists that we plan to show in our exhibition with the projection on the walls and the floors, we went back to them and say, hey, actually we're, we're pivoting, we're going to sell digital art online now. Uh, are you in? And so one of the artists we, we started a project with, she said, sure, she was a little bit skeptical, but I convinced her that her art would fit very well because her art is beautiful. It's, it's portraits of women and uh, very colorful, a bit abstract, but very, it's very colorful, it's just gorgeous. And so we took this painting, uh, took a high-definition picture of it, did some editing, and then we added some movement, some motion design to it, and added some music. So it became essentially a new piece, a new art piece, a digital art piece as an MP4, because it's a video. And we sold that as an NFT online at for auction on a marketplace. So it happened in, um, eleventh, the eleventh of the, uh, October, all the way to thirteenth, it was a forty-eight hour auction, and it was live. I did a YouTube live for the first hour and the and the last hour, and we just you know solicited all, all our network of people we know, all our you know contacts to to jump in and and check out what we're doing, and we started getting some bids the first day. Um, and funny enough, the story like we when we submitted on the on the marketplace, we paid. To register it on the back on the blockchain, but then as soon as it's registered, it's open for bids, and some people came and started bidding. Whereas we wanted to start the bidding on Monday, and we we registered two days before just to make sure that it was here. So the the, the bidding started before we even opened up officially and announced it, and so I was like, "What? What? The, <laughs> this thing is out of control from the, from the very get go, you know?" And so it was a funny thing because it started like two hundred dollars, like three hundred, and we're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And then it went out to, uh, to nine nine hundred, and then it, it crossed. When I woke up the next day, it was five thousand, and so I'm like, okay, this is cool. And it went all the way up to the last offer was three point four ETH. So the last twenty minutes, and at the time it was equivalent to twelve thousand dollars and three hundred twelve thousand three hundred dollars. That was a, our first sale at that NFT, and it was a lot of the first time for us because it was the first NFT, it was the first online, it was the first auction. And it was the first creation that we did for specifically this type of, of, of sale. And so
0: is that, um, sorry, is that, is that a platform that's specific for that or was it your own kind of thing that you it was not have? our
1: own. It was a marketplace that's called makersplace.com. And there's they're specialized in this. Their positioning is to sell NFT and they're 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 um or curated, meaning you'd have to be invited to be on platform. They're highly artistic, quite high-end and, and very classy. Because there's many marketplaces out there, even for NFTs. So this is what's crazy about this world. I mean, there's marketplaces for everything in the e-commerce, right? And some of them are very specialized. But it's true as well for digital art and for NFT. I mean, there's marketplace NFTs for memes, other for collectibles, other for music, other for high-end art, uh, or, or for, for digital art, native art. They call it digital native, meaning it's only from tablets or from code. It's not from drawing or from art. And so our take is we come from the real art world, the traditional art world. We take a painting, we, we take a statue, a sculpture, a photo, a drawing, and we work on it by adding some digital elements, some motion, some edit, some music, some a, a mixture, and we remaster it, re-remix it in a way. And to add some some new some new value, so that the result, the end product, is a composed piece that is a new piece, and and, and it's very welcome to the digital world. It's not just taking something, taking a picture, and sell the picture. It's it's it, there's more work to it.
0: Yeah. And just just for those listening, I'll actually put up the link as well, both on the audio and the video. So, for example, there was a picture of looked like beautiful girl and the hair because I, I, I watched some of the videos. So That's apparently the, the art was with short hair, but she put in all the hair. But you can see the hair moving yes. kind of winks at one stage, the mouth kind of twitches up and there's nice music in it. It's something like, I suppose, if, if you've got art at home, you look at it and appreciate it. And. You know, to look at that, I would say it's in a league of its own. It's actually, you know, it's more entertaining, a lot more entertaining.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how we see it. In fact, when I discovered the original piece, the real painting, I saw it moving with my own eyes, and I'm like, let's 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 make that what I'm seeing in my head, right? And so we're just adding another layer of of of, of art and craftsmanship and, and entertainment and value, as you mentioned, because. It's another, it's another level. You, when you see it, you're like, wow, it's, 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 it's touching, it's moving. It's, it's a whole other impression. And that's what we want, want to create. We want to create emotions from, from artistic pieces.
0: And with the platform that you done the auction with then, what kind of cut do they take out of it? Because I know like the likes oh, of they're, Christie's, they're they take a lot out of it. I don't know. Yeah, about- the
1: marketplace we, we went through as well is very expensive. It's um, Makerspace. They take 15%.
0: And what, what's the kind of norm? Because there's obviously different ones. But yeah, I if mean, they're trying oh. to be kind of invite only or high end, they're trying to keep away the fluff. And I, right. I kind of get that as well because. Yeah, the know, high this.
1: end are expensive. There's invite only, high end, created. Those are expensive. And then there's those who are just open bar, like everyone can go. Those are less expensive. It's like 2.5, less than 5%. OK, OK. And I do want to op- take a moment to mention the name of the artist, uh, the painter. Her name is Esther Barrend. And we'll put the, the links as well. And she 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 I've, I fell in love with her art. And that's that started the whole journey because she was planned to be in the whole exhibit location to start with, with a full exhibition of all her art pieces. And then she was the first one that we made the NFT with. So there's a long story and journey with her. And it's very, it's very touching because she's a pure artist in the sense that she's she's a painter. She has a her her. A workshop and she paints and that's all, all she did, she does and she does it beautifully she's a she's a master painter and we took that and brought it to digital realm and added all this work that all this craft that, uh, that you mentioned and it's just it's a beautiful collaboration between our studio and her initial beautiful paintings
0: and like how much work is involved i mean obviously the artist has the picture you take over it is it a long process to create what you've done
1: uh i would say it depends on every piece and it depends on on how quickly can we be satisfied by what we do <laughs> and so as as an artistic realm, it can be very uh meticulous and always polishing towards something even more satisfying so for this one the first one it, we took forever like month because we we wanted to get it right for the first one right
0: and is the artist involved in the whole yes. process? Yes. Then? all the way to the
1: end. She has a validation for it. Uh, we wanted this because we, all of us, wanted, especially her, because it's her name, her art. So she wanted to be enhanced in in every way, and not just you know taken in somewhere else.
0: Right, and like, cause I've 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 discussed the NFTs, and to be honest, every single person that's come on the show, it's talking about something different, which is brilliant because you know it's not just one thing. It just versions the, the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're you know you're 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 looking at all the different things. So I believe it's ten percent is what the royalties on that system that you that you have been for so you're
1: mentioning for the second the second sales the, the sales yes. after the first original sales and and depending on the marketplace you choose to be on you could customize that but on the marketplace we went through it was standard and and you couldn't customize it and it is 10 percent. meaning if someone else buys it to the, to the first buyer then us as creator we will get 10 percent royalties on that second transaction and on the third and on the fourth, on, on how many on how many there is, you know, for every transaction, for every future transaction and future sales, the original creator gets a 10% of that transaction. Okay.
0: And with the likes of something like that then, because you have the artist and you've got your work, because I mean, you know, your work is probably even harder than the artist to come by. Is that a joint venture that you do or do you actually just yeah, despite- buy it's a
1: collaboration deal, right, yeah.
0: No, excellent, excellent. Now, I, is it Silver Moon is the name of the company? Right. The so you might moon. tell me how what Silver Moon came from.
1: So funny enough, originally it was another name. It was a French name. The original physical place we wanted to create was called La Découverte. The issue with this name is that it's hard to pronounce if you're not French.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like me trying to pronounce your surname, yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. So it... it um, so we we had to change the name, just like, to, you know, bluntly. And and the logo, the original logo was a moon with a sun. Like it, it started as a moon and it ended up with a, as a sun, because I like the idea of 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 the the you know the silver and the and the gold, the day and the night, the the moon and the sun and everything. And I wanted to have a name that's easy to say, easy to write, easy to remember, easy to recognize. And I love this moon logo. And so I said, okay, let's simplify it. Let's just keep the moon croissant and have something, I'll call it something very simple that people can grasp and remember. And so, and my favorite color is is silver. So I said, let's call it silver moon so that it really matches very well the name, the logo and the simplicity of it. And it's it's actually very beautiful like the moon and we're creating something very meticulous and, and something shiny something very artistic and i think the moon is is the best thing out there that describes this approach
0: no i love it because simplicity and you know trying to remember something that's why with all the podcasts i've done you kind of you know what you're doing and you remember it and yep. I think it's name- a
1: process i mean we always learn and i discovered like people couldn't pronounce my last name and couldn't pronounce my company name i'm like okay i gotta do something about that
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, i've had that all my life most people pronounce my surname on doesn't bother me i'm happy with just Roy, and it's, it's all good you know, just, yeah. so i see as well that you've uh you've you've signed the uh, hardcore in paris yes. so they're like uh, they specialize in kind of black and white pictures and i mean exactly. I, i've looked at your site and it looks cool i mean they're beautiful pictures so you might explain kind of sure. about sure. that.
1: So is a is a photo studio a persian photo studio that is almost a hundred years old. It was founded in 1934. And they were founded on the technique of black and white cinema to take photo portraits. And they just kept doing that ever since. And now they have a signature and they have a, a style that comes from that time and place. And so now it's it's iconic. And, and they started from the cinema world. So it was cinema people, cinema movie stars that came and take their, their portrait with them. And so it became something prestigious. Have your photo portraits taken by the studio Harcourt in black and white with those lights and shades that remind the cinema time of the 1920s, you know. And, and now they're a brand, they're a recognized brand within the artistic world because it's only very famous and artist, artistic people that come and, and take their photo portraits. It's like a, a thing to do and thing to have within your career. And, and so they have a beautiful. Um, headquarters in Paris. It's just a hotel particulier, meaning it's a whole building with different floors, and they have a studio part, of course, they have a restaurant, they have an event place, they have a gallery, a showroom, and it's just stunning. It's just, you know, chic à la française. It's a typical Parisian uh, beauty gem that you would want to go and visit. And so we we, we, we discussed with them uh, to give you the story how we we're in contact with them. We wanted to have a showroom within the physical location of the immersive center in Miami that would showcase their photo portraits, um, like an exhibition, a physical one. And so they were already in, in the deal from the start. And as we pivoted to the digital realm only, we went back to them and say, hey, so we're we're not gonna have the physical showroom anymore, but we still wanna have you on board because, we choose your brand because of a artistic attractiveness. And so let's discuss what we're doing digital. And it turns out they have nothing they have nothing digital. they did nothing in digital for almost a hundred years. So like, yeah, we want to do something, but we don't know how and what and and with whom and and so, you know, uh, we discussed and we said, we can sell your your images, your photo portraits as nfts. that could be that could be the start. and then, we were thinking of how to stage that, to, to put that in an exhibition, to, to showcase. And we said, we should have a digital gallery to, to showcase your art. And we were sitting in this beautiful place and thought, Let's reproduce this beautiful building. And so we went out and recreated the whole space in virtual for people to come and discover the pieces, the photo portraits that we're going to be selling as NFTs.
0: Yeah, and uh, you can see that on the website where it's three 3- D, and you can actually, you know, pan around. And yes. I think you can do the virtual as well. I don't have the the VR, but uh, well, you I don't mean, need the goggles. You can yeah. use
1: them online, and then you can navigate and, and 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 you know wander around. And that's the goal. We want people to to come and, and experience and wonder and and discover what we created and what we have. And that's really that comes from back to what we wanted to create originally. Just initially want people to come physically, but now you don't have to. You can just go on the on the on the online website and and discover the pieces and as well buy them from there.
0: And I'm I'm not sure. Is it with that then that they like does 200 pieces per each that they they sell? So yeah. yeah.
1: So so we're having a NFT drop. So meaning we're going to uh, a sale, a publishing for sale on the sixth of May, and at this date, um, people will be able to buy. Pictures. of so four pictures at 200 edition per picture. So there's gonna be four people that we selected, famous um, characters, and each uh, photo care uh, will be in 200 edition, meaning um, you can buy one edition of each picture and you'll have within your collection those famous photo portraits of ACHO.
0: And does that go as a, a set price then, or do you do it auction as well?
1: So it will not be auction, it will be a set price. We want to keep it low, but the ETH keeps going up, so we'll we'll uh, we'll set a, a round price between 0.3 or 0.2 at the time of the drop. We want to keep it low, uh, so we didn't publicly announce the price because we want to keep that flexibility to to keep it low depending on the ETH at the time. But it will be a set price of a, a, a set limit of a number per picture and four pictures that are already designed designed on the website.
0: And cuz i've heard uh, with some of the nfts it's like solana is it always eat and cuz like uh, with the white lists or white paper white, white list white list, white list yeah. yeah is it then that your your key for your ethereum you send cuz it says the wallet or cuz just to, for, because I'm this podcast is basically it was originally kind of to expose corruption and kind of make people aware. But what I'm finding is there's a lot of actually experienced crypto people coming in, you know, calling me and saying, way well, yeah, I never knew that. I never knew that." So I'm just kind of I want okay. to cover both sides. Well, it's always good
1: to 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 precise and explain um, in detail. So the whitelist mechanism is essentially a VIP um, exclusive privileged list of people that can come before it becomes public sale. So let's say I want to sell my Pokemon cards and I am going to sell it in front of my uh, house and it's going to be public. Anybody can come. But before I do so, the day before or one hour before, I invite a certain list of people that have been selected beforehand that can come to my house and pick before anyone else. That's the idea of whitelist. It's like an exclusive VIP list that comes beforehand. So the day of the drop is the sixth, but the whitelist will have access 24 hours prior. And so to get on the whitelist, is allows you to, to come comfortably before it becomes open to everyone. And so you can mint and you don't have the gas wars because the gas wars is when a lot of people will want to do the same thing at the same time. They all want to mint by a piece and hence they're they going to register information on the black, on the blockchain. And so the blockchain gets, gets too much demand. And so the price for the registration goes up because it, it, there's too much demand, right? Supply demand. Mm-hmm. So to, to prevent that, we have a limited number of people that can come beforehand and have the comfort, the, the comfort of choosing uh, what they want without having the risk of having a lot of people to want the same at, at that time. So whitelist is you need to register your wallet address so that we can take that and put it in the smart contract so that your wallet address is pre-registered. So that the day you come and you connect your wallet on the website, you'll be identified as someone that is that is effectively on the whitelist and you get granted access.
0: So for somebody who's got, say, a Ledger wallet, is it the Ethereum thing or does the wallet have um, a code itself? The
1: wallet has a private key and a public key. The public key is the one you put in. The private key you never share to anyone; it's yours. But the public key is 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 um is like your information that is public and visible, so that people can trace uh, your your transaction and and can take your information and put it into the, the smart contract, so that you can be privileged access. So it is the the public key. That you share the public key number that you share so people can register that and put you on the whitelist. So we can we can create a customized code here for the crypto podcast. So people can have a collab code because on the website the, the link I shared you, we open up the whitelist, but not to everyone. You have to have a collab code, meaning you have to come from a community that is introduced to that project before anyone else, right? That's the idea of the being privileged. And so we we create a a, um, a collab code, the crypto podcast, all together, and so when you go and you register, you put your name, your email, you put a public key wallet, and the crypto podcast collab code, and from there you register, and we'll get all the information and we'll see that you come from that because of the collab code, you come from that community, and so we can put you on the whitelist, and reserve your spot. excellent.
0: Uh, that's, that's how it works. No, brilliant, brilliant, and uh, because which like photography and normal art. I had a system before that, uh, an electronic device that was able to flick through my pictures that I had. Right. For something like that. Like I I've seen some picture, I don't know, was it on Instagram or something? You've got a beautiful frame behind the fireplace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it, and I can see that it's a, it's got a wire to it. So it's possible to actually create something, that because when you get this, you can have it, and that it's moving and even perhaps having the sound.
1: Yep, that's why we displayed and showcased on our first drop. We had a beautiful um, uh, digital canvas and put a beautiful frame around it and put it on the wall, so it looks like an a art piece. The, the difference is that it's moving, and so it's like a moving moving video, uh, like a, a, a video art piece, right? And it was on the wall in your apartment, and so it really is in the same context as a physical piece that you would put on your wall like this. For, for this, we're just selling the, 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 the digital piece, we're not selling anything physical because what we found is that people, digital collectors, they have different preference of how to enjoy their, their collection. And most of them are not really into the, the physical aspect to it. And the physical aspect can really vary from size to weight to, to frames to, I mean. <laughs> There are like a million possibilities. So we focus on the creation and the digital piece. And then from there, the collector has like many options to to go on his way to to display it the way he likes it.
0: Okay, cool. And with the community then, I presume, say with the, the what's it called, the hardcore that you create the community re- around that so that basically anybody that really is you know into that, that that's where you would be selling it as well within that community.
1: Yeah, so the community aspect is we want... Um, people that are going to buy the first the pictures, uh, one of the four first pictures, they uh, will they will have privilege because when we'll when we'll drop make available the gallery for people to buy the gallery, they you'll have you will need to be a holder of a Arcours photo to be able to buy the gallery. Because right now the gallery is just for you to visit, but tomorrow we will sell the gallery as an NFT for you to have your own digital gallery to to expose and to showcase your collection, right? So today, let's say you have like 10 pieces, but you don't have any beautiful means to display them, to showcase them. And tomorrow we are going to provide this solution by offering you a digital gallery, a showroom, a virtual showroom for you to show and stage your collection, you as a digital collector you will buy this gallery, and so you can showcase what you have as a collector. And to be able to buy this gallery, you will need to have a photo So we're, that's what how we're we providing value to our buyers.
0: Okay, excellent. And when you're kind of going into this virtual gallery, gallery is that class 10 as like the metaverse that you'd- you're Yeah, going it is into? metaverse.
1: Because the metaverse is, is, a, is a virtual simulation world. And so taking from this definition, any any experience that gets you in, immersed into a virtual world is a metaverse, and, and so it is one of the many metaverses that are out there. And which is just super focused on the experience of, of art and digital art as a gallery. That's where it's focused, and that's the use case.
0: Okay, so you won't have,
1: you won't have a sword. You won't be able to you know to to fight wolves and everything. It was just like it's here to showcase art. <laughs>
0: I, know, I mean, like, from what I've seen on the website, it was very impressive. It was, you know, it was beautiful, to be honest Which you. you. know that the, the work that was done on it, you know, you can tell there was a lot of work, very creative, but it's something that you could just keep looking at, you know, one of these pictures. So that's why I was thinking, if you had something like that, having it on the wall, yeah, because, yeah. you know, when you surround yourself, if, if you have your room clear of all, you know, different things that distract you but have some beautiful art they put you into such a creative mind and i think by investing in yourself investing in something like that one it's beautiful for your visitors to see but for yourself as well you know it gets you into that creative uh...
1: amen <laughs> i agree
0: 100 oh brilliant brilliant listen don't think thoroughly enjoyed our conversation you might let people know how they can get in contact with you
1: sure so you go on silvermoon.studio and this is the website of our uh, design studio. And there will be the link uh, for the ARCOOL drop. So you go go down scroll and there's the ARCOOL drop where you can get it on the whitelist. And then it's contact at silvermoon.studio. You can find us as well on Twitter, on Instagram. You, um, and we have a Discord as well. It's always Silvermoon, you will find us. And the logo is a beautiful silver moon with a, a dark spatial background. So it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking, Roy. I invite all the curious art lovers and digital art collectors to come visit our website to have a look. And um, if you are interested in buying, you can register for the whitelist and add the collab call, collab code, sorry, called the crypto podcast. We'll put it on the show notes together. And um, I'm looking forward to to seeing your audience connect with this beautiful project.
0: Excellent. Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Pleasure. That's all for the crypto podcast. You'll find all our episodes on thecryptopodcast.org. We're also on BitChute YouTube. And as mentioned, all the links will be in both. And uh, be sure to give us a thumbs up, subscribe, give us a five star rating. Really helps. Until next week, take care. This podcast is and always will be free. There are two ways you can help me as I spend a lot of time researching, recording, editing, and marketing my podcast. I also have plenty of costs with like Zoom, BitChute, StreamYards, mm-hmm. as well as equipment. I have a donation button which you can buy me a coffee once a month or even just donate one euro. Because if everybody who listens to the podcast donates one euro, it would cover all the costs. You can also support our sponsors. All the links are in the podcast show notes. Thank you for listening.